Hi, and welcome back to Alan's Pantry. We have a very special guest today. She's a holistic lifestyle coach, personal trainer, and physical therapist. Please welcome to the show, Sean Rank. Sean, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're so happy that you're here. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and what you advocate. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I love to talk about food. I love to cook. I love to feed my family really good food. And I have been in the fitness and nutrition industry for 20 years. Wow. And I think through continuing education and just networking, I have changed my ideas a lot in the last few years about food especially. I recently, well I wouldn't say recently, I would say six years ago I became all organic and sustainable and local uh, food for my family and mm. grass-fed meats wow. and I really love it. The kids love it. I think I'm teaching my children how to eat and where your food is coming from and, and that's kind of my mantra and my mission right now with my clients and in my business. Um, I, I, I get all my food from the local farmers market in Montclair, New Jersey. There's, wow. a, there's a few vendors that show up really? yeah. every weekend. The meat guy is amazing. It's the only meat that I will eat, and you just can't believe the way the skirt steak tastes. It's really amazing. I also get um, all of my dairy from an Amish farm in Pennsylvania. I get my milk and my eggs and my syrup and my custard, which is a really good treat. Uh, the cheese, everything comes. It's delivered to my gym once a week um, from the Amish people in Pennsylvania. Wow. And there's cream on top of the milk, and it's it's really a treat. My my son drinks a lot of milk, and I I want to know where it's coming from and what's in it. So I kind of have brought this into my home and also into my clientele uh, with my clients. I have introduced this way of eating and you know with them I say it's kind of an 80-20 rule. It's like 80% of the time you're going to be good and 20% of the time you're going to go out on the weekends and you're going to go to brunch and you're going to drink and you're going to do what you want to do and indulge how you want to indulge. And it's baby steps with these people. It's hard to change habits but some of them have started using the vendors mm -hmm. I'm using and really starting to see the difference in the way they feel. It helps you sleep better. I mean, there are so many benefits to eating like this. But you can still occasionally uh, have that cheeseburger. Um, or Dorito. Or, <laughs> you know, Girl Scout cookies, which are in my pantry right now and in my nice. freezer most of the time. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not a, a food police. I like junk food myself. We grew up on junk food, Pop-Tarts, the 1950s revolution of food. But I think... As a society, we are we are in a new revolution as to where our food comes from and being responsible and supporting local farmers. And I, I'm really passionate about this, especially amongst young people with the obesity. So I kind of really incorporated into my, my whole business. And as a busy mother, when you asked me to be on the show, I thought of this recipe, my shrimp tacos. And I have two kids and two dogs and two businesses, and I'm very busy. I'm a taxi driver from about 3 p.m. until 8. Swim mom, soccer mom. Soccer mom. And there's no way I can be in the kitchen for two hours. So this recipe I can prepare ahead of time, set it up on the counter like an assembly line, and let my family go for it. And you can nice. 
tweak it however you want, whatever protein you want with veggies. This has a kind of a fun fruity flair, but you know, don't be afraid. And, and I think a lot of my clients say, this costs too much money and it takes too much time, oh. but so does you know, delivery and takeout and tipping the delivery guy and the food is, is not good. And time, we all have to make a grocery list. And I think if you sit down and stock nice. your pantry, and get your proteins there in the you house, you can mix and match. It's just fun. You have to have fun with it. So right. that's kind of where I've gone with right. it all. So you're saying that a lot of these items that you make, you know, you can make them in advance and use them multiple times. You're Absolutely. not just making one meal for one meal. You're, you're thinking ahead. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot of what Alan's Pantry is about, is setting up the mise en place in your pantry so that when you don't have the time, making a quick meal yeah. can be very nutritious, healthy, and delicious. Fast and yummy. Great. It's got to be yummy because I've got kids. So Absolutely. this is a this is a favorite in our house. I make it once a week. My daughter's always like, "When are you making shrimp tacos? I want to make sure I'm home." You know, and so it's it's good. It's it's been and I and it's simple. It really is simple. I think from start to finish, it's 30 minutes and you're done. And you set it up and you can use different tortillas with it. Whatever you want to do. There's no rules. That's the great part. Perfect. Perfect. Now I understand also you're using coconut oil to saute the shrimp with what, what what's the benefit of the coconut oil tell me a little this bit about that this is one of my favorite new kind of trends and i don't think it's a trend that's going to go away there are so many health benefits it's good for your thyroid it's good for your metabolism wow. it's good for your skin I love the taste. I actually put it like a teaspoon of it in my coffee every morning. Like really? I really, really love the taste of coconut oil. It's also very stable at high temperatures, which is what you want, so that the oil doesn't oxidize and cause carcinogenesis. So, and you can also get it if you don't like the flavor. I order it from a company called Tropical Traditions, and you can also get it without the flavor. So, there's really huh. no reason not to be using it right now. Great. That's awesome. That's terrific. So we've got some components here that, that you sent me this recipe. One is a, a mango salsa. And I think it's important uh, from a chef's standpoint that when we're using the mango, picking your Please ripe, help me organic, learn how to cut a mango. Well, you know, <laughs> I've cut a few, so. Um, but the ripeness is important, correct? Correct. I mean, it's similar to kind of the ripeness that you want in your avocado, just enough pressure when you press in, it'll give a little bit, but you don't want it soft and mushy. Right. And no. you don't want it hard and crisp either. It's got to right. be just kind of just Perfect. right. Perfect. It's, it's right? kind of an so art to pick that out. Yeah, and if, and if you get them green at the store, just let them hang out on your countertop for yeah. a couple of days and it'll come around, that's right? All, yeah, that's all it takes, really. Yeah. Don't Terrific. let it sit too long. Okay, so I do have a technique that I use on cutting the mango. It makes it very simple, quick, and easy. Sharp knife, number one. Yeah. have a sharp knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Keep with this fingers. oblong fruit, we've got to get a nice square dice. Let's see if we can get up to that challenge. Let's see. All right, so we're going to take the two ends off, and I kind of try to cut a little deeper on one end so I can see where the seed is. And you see that seed that runs oblong inside the fruit. Now I've got a guide. I know where I'm going to be cutting. But first, let's take the skin off. That's what I always this do. This is a different kind of mango than I'm used to seeing. Mm -hmm. What is this? Uh, this is a uh, tropical mango. Uh, I believe it came from Jamaica. And it, you can see it's the perfect ripeness it right is. now. It's just, I, you can smell it. I wish you could smell this, but the, this, the fragrance just started to pop out. Yeah. And you know that's when it's nice and sweet and succulent. Okay, so we've almost got all the skin off. Right? Now that we've skinned it, let's discard the skin, get that out of our way. Okay? Now, again, you've got this guide, right, of where the seed lies. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take some slices off the side of the fruit in the thickness of the dice that I want to make. Right? 
So we simply just slide that off. Really is perfectly ripe. Right. Makes it and so then we easy go to, to the cut. other side. Right. One slice. Two slice. And then we've got a little bit of meat on the sides here that we can we can capture. Right? Right. Right? And now we're we're pretty much down to the seed, you know. So that's we've got most of the fruit off of there. Right. So now what we're gonna do is stack up those slices. Just like so. It's precious. There's not a ton of flesh on there. I know. It's you a, can't it's waste it. Right? Okay, so then we're going to slice it and then turn and dice. So now you can get that really beautiful easy. knife work, that nice square dice. As you see, it's just perfect. Beautiful. Right? So let's go ahead and finish dicing the rest of this mango so we can complete our salsa. Now, the other components that you have in here, you've got what, some black beans, you've got some uh, red, some red cabbage. cabbage. Some just for some color, the green onions on top. We're going to uh -huh. add some avocado, which I love, cilantro, uh -huh. ginger, lime, all these flavors that I love. I cook with these flavors a lot, a lot. For, I mean, we eat fish, we eat meat, we eat, we eat I, don't, I don't eliminate anything. I don't, I don't push that on my clients to eliminate okay. food groups and to cleanse within an inch of your life and stop eating sugar. I'm not all about that. I think we should be able to eat everything, unless, That's of course, great. there's a food allergy or something like that. Sure. But this is kind of my flair. I love lime and I love zest and I love just fresh. I love to taste the fresh mm -hmm. spices and stuff in my food. And when you say the zest, that's very important to us, as, uh, me as a chef, I should say. You know, There's such the, flavor. The, the skin of the lime, the zest, using a, using a simple rasp to take that zest off. Yeah, it's easy. You know, it's just so super easy. Right, to throw that in the salsa. Yeah. Right, and I then sometimes the as a side, I'm sorry to interrupt, um, I use it, I do a basmati rice with coconut milk and then just put the lime zest in there and it's fabulous. Oh, wow. Yeah, that sounds it's really, terrific. really good with this. Right, and so with the lime zest as well as the ginger, mm. we like to run that on the rasp as well and it really releases that perfume, that flavor. Putting it all and together. all yeah. of this together, the lime, the ginger and a little bit of jalapeno that we already diced up and put in there really wakes up that fruity salsa, right? It's Gives such it a life. Salsa. Right? And then you can, I, I mean, if this is left over, you just throw it on fish the next night or something like right? that. Right? So you can't throw that away. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So we've got all of our other ingredients in there. We've got the red pepper, we've got some jalapeno pepper. I love the right? It's just, just it's a beautiful. Really, how do you not want to eat that, right? Right? It's fantastic. Okay, so now let's talk about uh, the avocado. This we will probably want to cut just before yeah. you know we're, we're ready to put the shrimp in the pan. What is the? How long will it last if you if you do the say they do the you know the lemon juice on it? How long does that really last if you're um, having company and you do that with guacamole? It, it it'll last for a day. Oh, it will. But, but I also like to. What'll also help to keep it from turning around is leave the seed in the other half. Put your lime juice on the flesh, wrap it up nice and tight, leave the seed in. It'll stay greener. Love it. Yeah. Okay, thank you. All right, so let's get some slices ready for those tacos so we don't have to cut it when the shrimp, because the shrimp's going to cook real quick. Very quickly, you yes. You know, it's going to be like, I don't know, two, three minutes yeah. in the pan? Yep. We've got our pan heating up, okay? Always want to heat your pan dry, okay? It's going to heat up faster, number one. And number two, say you get distracted, your cell phone rings or your your child needs something Always. or somebody's at the door yeah. and you've got the oil in the hot pan and you walk away. Goes off. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Once a week. Right? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> all right. All right, so we've got our sliced avocado, we've got all of our components here. Why don't we go ahead and 
finish off that cabbage slaw before we put that shrimp Sounds in the pan great. and get yeah. that ready to go too. Yeah. I've got another bowl over here, right, for mixing. So this is just a real thin julienne or chiffonade of red cabbage. Okay. To that we're going to add a little lime juice. Fresh squeezed lime juice, the only way to go, right? Mm -hmm. Just nice. a little lime juice in there, right? And then the cilantro leaves, right? My favorite. That's my, that really is my favorite. Perfect. You have to love that. You either love it or you hate it. Right. Okay, so we've got that component ready to go. All right, are we ready to cook the shrimp now? Yep. Okay, let's do, let's it. do it. All right, I'm just going to set this off to the side. We've got the pan nice and hot now. What, what do you think? How much of this coconut oil do you, you think know, we I, need? You know, I just, I, I would say that much. That's good. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, in the meantime, we need to go over here and drain our shrimp. Gives it a nice right? little flavor. It's still sitting in that marinade. All right, so we're going to go ahead and uh, drain the coconut milk. And what's in here, Sean? Lime zest? Lime zest, lime, lime juice, and coconut milk. Okay. But yeah, the coconut milk and the lime juice are, are really go well together. The, the coconut milk calms down a little bit of the citrus, and it kind of becomes this just creamy... Lime, lime, like sauce for it. So it's it's fantastic. Really good. Okay, so I think we've got a pretty around. good heat. Why don't we give it a little more fire? Let's give it a little more action here. Start cooking. Right, you don't want we don't want to boil them. No. We want to we want to saute them, yeah. right? Get a little like. All right, so let's set this on the side. Meat. Let's get that out of the way. Nice hot pan. Now. You say this is uh, very stable at high temperatures. I can bring this up to, yeah. what, 400 degrees yeah, before yeah. it smokes? Oh, higher than that. Really? Oh, yeah. It's really good to fry stuff with. And, uh, you know, there's a there's a restaurant in Montclair that just opened called Bear Burger. I, I'm not a fan of canola oil, but I know that as a restaurant, sometimes it's a little bit cheaper, but it, it really oxidizes at high heat. Right. And I, I said to the owner, why aren't you using coconut oil? Because you can fry those French fries up and, you know, okay. you, you can reuse it, but it's, it is expensive. It's more expensive, so I kind of get it. But right. this is great for deep frying and everything. Terrific. Well, we got a nice hot pan here. We got some smoke coming off that pan, so let's go ahead and throw those in there. Perfect, perfect. Okay, and these are going to cook really quickly, right? Yeah, like maybe yeah. two minutes, these things are going to be ready to come out of the pan, right? Absolutely. You just need to get nice and pink. You don't want to overcook them, and they're going to keep cooking in the pan. That's okay. the thing with shrimp. They're going to get a little rubbery if right. you go overboard. And we've got the tortillas in the warmer. We're going to pull those out at the last minute when we go to assemble the dish. Yep. Right? Nice, warm, soft tortillas we're doing. But you, you said you could salt? also... A little salt? Sure. Good, good, good. Pepper? Yes. There we go. Nice. Love it, love it. Those are perfect size too. Yeah, this is a, this is a um, I believe it's a 7190 shrimp. Yeah. Meaning that there's approximately 71 to 90 pieces per pound. Per pound, right. Right? If they're too big, you have a really hard time getting all the ingredients in the tortillas. Yeah, because you've got a lot of toppings here to yeah, in those tortillas, right? I was going to say, too, a really good side dish with this is if you've got your bananas laying on the counter and they're going bad, instead of making Ooh. banana bread, I slice them in half and I put them in the pan on with coconut oil on not such a high heat because I want them to caramelize rather than burn and they are delicious and you can serve them as a side dish and my kids love them. Right, so, so because the ripe banana has a lot of sugar, sugar content. And, and, and it, it's going to caramelize really quick, pretty, pretty right? easily and yeah, so that takes care of that. Okay, we're almost there, another 30 seconds or so. Yeah. That's beautiful. 
And you say you make this once a week. It's a it's a the yeah. on-demand called for <laughs> item in your house? Yeah. So I'm always stocking up on shrimp. There's also a vendor at the farmer's market that has really wild, good wild fish. And, really? Um, yeah, and the chicken, I just, I mix it up. I mix it up, but I think the kids, they're starting to eat seafood. They're mm -hmm. getting a little older, and they really like the shrimp. And I don't eat red meat every night. We eat it a couple times a week, and we try to just mix up our diet a lot. So this is kind of a good, clean, and it's just so clean. My kids are starting to really appreciate right. clean Food. They have not eaten in McDonald's in years, and they'll come home from some place that they ate, and they were like, the burger was so oh. gross, and so they're really starting to appreciate this. And you can you can get your kids off the junk food, so that they can enjoy real good food. That's terrific. That's terrific. And you see, this this isn't really a terribly complicated dish, and we're not making a big mess. Mm -hmm. It's no. a pretty easy cleanup, right? It's great. I just line up the bowls. Mm -hmm. I put the tortillas in like a warmer. And literally, kids are, my, my kids are coming in and out. Devin has this club that, that I say, dinner's on the table. I like, you know, they both, they kind of like all of this. Sometimes I'll mix it up. What if they don't like? Last week I did kiwis on it. They were like, really? nah. Wow. So um, I just put it out, and I don't have to worry about it. That's I, awesome. I've got, I've got stuff I've got to do for my job, and uh, it's great. It's really, it's a good dish. And who doesn't like a taco? Right. So. Speaking of, let's pull out those uh, tortillas out of the warmer. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so what is your assembly method where what is there a specific order in so which you I put think, these together or I think or? we go with the slaw we're going to go with the slaw on the bottom slaw first slaw first okay keep it all in there right so you just put a little bit right in the center like yeah, that yeah i just yeah i kind of load them up the kids the kids didn't used to like this but they're starting to really like it because i'm adding like the, the spices and stuff to it right the cilantro a little lime Cabbage, juice yeah isn't great on its own right so and i kind of let it but it's sit. good fiber right it's good fiber it's great stuff Bright purple, lots of antioxidants. <laughs> there you go. So, so tell us a little bit about that with the, the color of fruits and vegetables and what they what they signify. So it's just you want to get all your vitamin A and your C. Um, it's it's they're antioxidants and there's tons of fiber in those vegetables and it's really important to get it from food and not a pill. Like if, you know you could take a vitamin, but your body doesn't really recognize that. That's why I'm such a proponent of good food because. When you're eating the food, your body recognizes it, it uses it, it gets Absolutely. rid of what it doesn't need, and when you swallow a horse pill, vitamin D pill, your body's like, what, what am I eating here? So <laughs> that's kind of my message to people too, just eat that's the terrific. food. So. Well, this is great. So I think next you go with, what, the black beans? I think so, yeah. that'll work, right? Yeah, I think the black beans. And you know we don't need a tremendous amount. You got a lot of toppings here, so we don't really have to, yeah, you don't have to load, load it up, up a lot. That's why this just stuff goes bit. really far. Like you can shove this back in and make a quesadilla the next night, or even okay. throw it on top of your fish. Right. Be creative. Okay. Hi, I'm Sarah Nicholas, host of The Story of Cooking, and The Story of Cooking is all about food, family, and stories. Every memory I have growing up, and to this day, is centered around a recipe, 
a family get-together, and of course, all family get-togethers involve food. This season on The Story of Cooking, we started out in Harlem where we learned about the birth of soul food. Then we took the subway to the Grand Central Oyster Bar, located in Grand Central Terminal, where Chef Sandy taught us all about oysters from the East Coast to the West Coast. Then we went to Saber Test Kitchen, where we learned what it's like a day in the life of working recipes and development for a major food magazine. Then we got in a cab and headed over for lunch at Lombardi's, where I learned how to make pizza in a coal oven. Then we headed downtown to Delmonico's, the oldest restaurant in New York City, where they invented some famous dishes like baked Alaska, lobster Newburgh, eggs Benedict, and they even serve Abe Lincoln's favorite, their roasted potatoes. Then we were off on a ferry to Staten Island where we went to San Rasa restaurant. So if you've never had Sri Lankan food, I would recommend you go here because these chefs are really whipping it up. From Sri Lankan to Indian food, we headed over to Bali restaurant located in Queens. And then we can't forget about One If By Land, Two If By Sea, which is one of the most historic and romantic places to dine in New York City. So come join me as the story unfolds on this season of The Story of Cooking. Just a little dollop in A little dollop will do ya. Dab will do ya. And then, um, you know, sometimes I even, if I have leftover lime, I, I will squeeze a little bit on top and then throw some of the onions on, just so I hate wasting food. Okay. So you said scallions next? Yes, please. Right? Yep. A little green onion on there. Yep. And I like your idea of the lime. I I, I would definitely go for that as well. Yeah. Just, just a little, yep, just a little it. squeezed, right? A few drops in there. Because the flavor gets all the way through. Right? Yeah. Boom. All right. Are we done? Are they set? They're ready to eat. And it's funny to watch my kids put them together. I try to line all the bowls up so that they're going to do it so that it looks like this. But it doesn't happen, but it doesn't matter because they're eating what I made and I don't become a short order cook. And that's the whole premise behind this. Right. One meal for everybody. I, I stopped doing the short order cook thing. So. Well, I think we should try one. Okay. Right? Let's do it. Come on, let me check this out. This looks fantastic. And I will and say you just... can change up. You can do, you know, corn tortillas. I did flour. You can do, uh, my son Ty likes the, the hard shells. So just mix it up and do what you want. Right. Okay, you ready? You ever used like whole wheat tortillas? Oh yeah, or... yeah, definitely. Yeah? I make wraps for them a lot for their lunches because they don't buy the school lunch. I make their lunches. Cheers. You make their lunches every day as I well? I make their lunches every day. Really? Yeah, because they wow. won't eat the school food anymore because they're too smart because I've made them well, too smart. Well, you spoiled them now. I have. I make these beautiful, <laughs> beautiful chicken Caesar wraps and they gobble them up. Wow. All right, well, bon right, appetit. Cheers. Yes, bon appetit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Really good. I'm not mm. lying at all. Wow. Really good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't like this? It's really healthy. It's, it's not that expensive and it's quick. That's, that's what I need in my life and that's what I've done. This is terrific. Thank you. Really, really terrific. I gotta take another bite. Alright, me too. Mmm. Mm-mm. Mmm. Mm. All those flavors right? are alive. Alive and well in this. I mean, I could sell this. My son said you should put a truck in the driveway and sell these on the weekend. Taco truck? Yeah. Why not? not kidding. I could totally do it. There's one no. at the there's one at the farmers market, so I don't want to step on toes, but Oh I, come on. These are really good. Okay. Mmm. Voila. That's really good. Really, Thank really good. Thank you so much. I now, so, with your clients and your physical training and uh, you, like, give them diets, you, you build diets for them? Mm. I, don't, I don't do that. I'm really, I'm no. really against diets. I, you know, when I think 
A lot of my clients, they're older, believe it or not. I have some kids, but I have an older clientele that are very set in their ways mm -hmm. and very set in what they eat. And when I tell them that you can have butter, they're kind of like, wait, you mean um, I can't believe it's not butter? And I said, no, real butter. You can have real butter and real milk and real cheese and real food. And I promise you, you're probably going to be sleeping better. You're gonna, your skin's going to look better. You're going to feel better. And you might actually lose a little bit of weight. I just say to my clients, you can't have five of these. It's, it's about portion control. It's about sitting down. And I think what my push is, is sitting down with your family and eating dinner. And I require that two nights a week. Sunday is one of them. And nice. then usually Wednesday night, we can all sit down. We're all home by a certain time, 8, 8.30. Mm -hmm. And I set the table. And I light candles. Nice. And I pour wine. And it's about getting back to food, getting back to your family. That's and, and making really healthy food. And it, take, it does take time. But you know, we don't have time with our kids anymore. They're so very busy. Life is very stressful and hectic. And I love eating food with the people that I love. And so this is my mission. And then what about uh, the exercise regime to go along with this natural, holistic diet? You know, what, what's, what's the I, plan I used there? to have a really different, I used to teach boot camps. And um, I am still doing some adventure races. I have a race coming up in June, a Spartan obstacle course race. Really? Um, which I'm excited about. But my whole theory has kind of become just move your body, get out and walk and move your body. Um, I practice meditation, which has helped me a lot. I still work out like a crazy person because it's kind of my drug too. But I don't project that onto my clients. You know, I've got people coming in that are, you know, weekend warriors and they've got torn rotator cuffs. And so my, my physical therapy plays really closely with that. I kind of okay. know what I do. So I have a, yep. a large population that I can train. And, um, it's about finding something that you really like and enjoy because if, if you're hating going to spin classes, you're not going to do it. And just do that. Go hike with your dog. I love running in the woods with my dog. That's one of my favorite things to do in the world. So it, my message is baby steps with changing your diet, exercising and finding what you like, and, and going out and walking for two miles is amazing exercise. And I just kind of sit down with my clients and say, what are your goals? What do you like? What do you hate? I want to I help you adopt this lifestyle okay and that's kind of where I go with it and I have to say I'm very successful I have a very good business it's taken me 20 years to build it but it's because of the, the kind of changing of my ideas and continuing my education and saying I don't like this anymore and I like this I think that's what it takes it's hmm. growth and change with the ideas that are that's out there terrific. in the world and I, I really like the fact that you, you take the time to go to the farmers markets and kind I of, love it. you know, develop that relationship with your local growers, your local producers of product. You know, it's sustaining the community. Yes. It's, it's just the right thing to do. And we need to do more of it. You know, we need to get more people involved with going out and supporting your local growers, your local manufacturers of yes. products. It's, uh, yeah. I, he sees me coming, I take my dog, and it's a whole thing. They have music, and there's a taco truck, and there's tons of vendors, and you I bring my dog. Uh, maybe. It might be someday. <laughs> And, and he sees me coming. He's got dollar signs in his eyes because I stock up on my meat once a month. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's expensive, but so is takeout, like I said. Now, you make so choices. Are you, are you stockpiling products in the freezer? You yes. freeze portions yes. of it? Okay. Yeah. I mean, one of the, I had it last night. One of my favorite things is the skirt steak. It's amazing. And, it, and so if I have leftover, that rolls into this. Sure, why not? Because the skirt steak, sometimes there's not leftovers. And I mean, a skirt steak this long and it's gone in my house. But it's... It's just that my kids can tell a difference and we love it. So last right. night was one night that we sat down together for dinner. And you, I believe you told me that it's a natural grass-fed beef. It is grass-fed and what's interesting is I know that it's grass-fed because sometimes he'll say I'm out of ground beef because 
my cows are not big enough and they're not ready for slaughter. Oh, good. And he'll well. run out of lamb and he'll run out of stuff and say, I'll have it in a couple weeks. So, especially in the winter, mm -hmm. he doesn't finish anything off with corn and um, he runs out of stuff. He wow. runs out of food because there's, you know, he's going to But he's it... allowing the animals to grow to, the, to mature to their yes. the right size yes. before before. Which harvesting. I really, I really respect that. Yeah, you know, and I'm sure he wants to make money and, and come with meat every week, but sometimes he just doesn't have the stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. So, so do, you, do you take your kids with you to the yeah. farmer's market? Are you starting to introduce them to this culture? Oh, they culture? love it because he has cider donuts there and he makes, oh, he makes his own pasta sauce. Yeah, exactly, exactly, the 20% stuff, but he has Eggs and he has pies and it's just really fun. It's right. like fun and it is a community-based thing. It's a huge farmers market, and it's it's been open year-round, so it's a good thing. Well, listen, I'm really really happy that you came on the show. We we're very excited to have you. Thank you. Uh, look forward to seeing you again soon. Hopefully. Yes, definitely. So I would love to come back. This again, has been great. Sean Rank, uh, physical therapist, holistic lifestyle coach, all and personal it. trainer, and foodie, and soccer mom, and soccer mom. Yes. <laughs> Thank, thank you, you very so much. much. This has been a pleasure. It's our pleasure, actually. So thank you for watching Alan's Pantry. And remember, it's all about making healthy, delicious, and nutritious meals for your family and friends in a snap. You can do it. Hope to see you soon.